Good day. Welcome to episode 43 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast with Justin Trawick and Josh Mosbach. Here we go, guys. I had a blast with these fellas at Floyd Yoga Jam. Josh and Justin are really talented, energetic musicians and songwriters, and we had a great conversation uh, in between sets. Quick note on the audio. I've posted this everywhere, but... The last five minutes or so are a bit dodgy when it comes to audio. Tried to tweak it, tried to edit it, but in lieu of deleting it because we had a good conversation that carried on through the sound check, um, it's a little, it's a little bumpy the last five minutes when it comes to audio. So if you can hang in there, it's worth listening to. But the first uh, 25, 30 minutes of this real solid conversation with these fellas. Everything we discuss is going to be in the show notes linked up. Uh, JustinTrayWick.com is the website. And uh, check them out. Check out um, aneveningwithus.com if you want to catch one of these cool little secret backyard shows we talk about in the podcast. But without further ado, I bring you Justin Trawick and Josh Himmelspot. All right, tell me what we have for breakfast. She was born in bowl cereal. Bowl cereal. She was born in a one-room cabin on the banks of the Little Pigeon River in Pittman Center, Tennessee. Dude, who is it from? Who's, there's a famous female country Winchester. singer from Winchester. Loretta Lynn? That's no. a harder question. No, there's not that many famous people from Winchester. You could probably find it. Uh, there's probably two, and I've forgotten the one that I'm supposed to know. Country musician, specifically? Female country musician. The current? Or, or like Dolly I mean, sort of classic style. Yeah, right. definitely not current. Listen, we could Google all day, fellas. But I wanted to sit down and talk with you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll do, a, I'll do a proper intro for you guys. Um, I didn't know if you did this like Mark Maron style, where you just like started recording and then you tell them. <laughs> There's another one that does that. The Nervous does that too, right? They yeah. start recording do and then they just like play it. And so when do we start recording? Oh, we've been uh, going for 20 minutes. We've been going. <laughs> you said some inappropriate Wait, stuff. Should I start now? <laughs> start now? But, um, you know, I so I was telling you guys before we started, I saw you guys two years ago at Yoga Jam. It was actually my first time at Yoga Jam. Yeah. And I, I just showed up, like, was teaching yoga. And then I was like, I want to teach at this festival. And this band is awesome. And what I really liked about what you guys were doing was your playful nature and the fact that, like, and the music, like, the, the tuning in of all the different pieces, like the mandolin, the flute. You guys are playing with a a, flou- today. a yeah. flutist, a flautist, flautist, a flautist. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and what I really enjoyed about a person who plays piano. Oh, pianist. There we go. I know that one. Sweet. No, I teach eighth grade, bro. I'm like the kids. <laughs> as soon as they figure out that that's a thing, and half the kids play piano because they're yeah, all trying yeah. to get into nice colleges. But I'm curious because um, I d- one of my favorite songs of y'all's was uh, Places I've Been. The f- and, when I saw you guys here. Did we play that two years ago? I don't even know. I, I don't recall because I was just dancing. I was just having a good we time. probably didn't play it live two years ago because it, I was, you know, with all the dancing crowd, it, it would have been a pretty big deal. So that's the thing. And so that's what I was thinking about. And then the song that um, the uh, I'm Doing All Right and then uh, the, the other one that I just listened to today, it's skipping my mind. It's the most recent Back one. Back of the Line. Back of the Line. That's yeah. what it was. Back of the Line, which, like, I, I reckon you guys were you were writing during COVID, right? I wrote COVID, that during right? the- during the quarantine last year. Right, and so it's a beautiful song, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm worried about losing the people I love and sure. the things that we had. And the playful nature that you guys cultivate on stage, like, how does that juxtapose with some of these more serious songs? Like, how do you get into, like, because you can't play that everywhere. You know what I mean? All the time. 
play what everywhere? What do you mean? The serious uh, songs? The, those serious songs. Like I, so I'm not a musician, though I wish I were. <laughs> um, and so as a yoga teacher, I can see the room and I can see like what people are up to and what they're interested in and what they're looking for. And I just, I'm curious, like, where is that, the space for that? Because it's such a beautiful song and I want people to hear it, but like, you know, we're, we're going to be grooving tonight. Like I'm sure. looking forward to the show tonight. Um, well, first of all, I have a whole lot of songs that are about like heavy topics, but yeah. they're disguised by upbeat music. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's a song called "Down" that we play that's like a acoustic reggae tone song, and like people would, everyone would be dancing if we played it. But it's totally about killing yourself. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so. Um, ten long years. That's another one that's got like a little, a couple of tones ten, in there that are like. Ten long years is about a couple that's something. Tragic happened to the family. It probably but lost the, a kid. The, the tune of it is like it's it feels puffy, good. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that's to me though, that's fun because that means that there's different takeaways from a song. It can be an upbeat song that you can dance to, but it also can be a song that you can play acoustically, and it means something entirely different yeah. than playing with a full band in a festival atmosphere. Yeah. And by myself, that song, um, you know, people can take away a more emotional aspect of it. But mm-hmm. you know, when we're when we're playing shows to combat the fact that we have a lot of heavy lyrics in these songs mm-hmm. I try to be f- entertaining between dude the energy's crazy like that's the thing I love is like this super playfulness and like there's this thing that you do it's it's sort of like you kind of break the fourth wall and you're like you're like go Josh and like you're like really like <laughs> talking to your band in a way that I don't see many other singers do and we, so like, we have to be on call in case he's like I want to hear some mandolin <laughs> like, alright it's like give me some mandolin bro and honestly like, I think that's to Josh's dismay I, I think like, <laughs> there, there have been times in the last couple of years true, truthfully where Josh has been like maybe you shouldn't yell out all of the the, the orchestrated commands you're like give me some show. more like <laughs> Like, I, I really noticed that because uh, last week I watched that YouTube video that you guys have where the entire audience had filmed everything. Who cut that, by the way? Who put that together? Because it was like... Oh, the... Um, do you know what I'm talking the about? The Tiny Desk oh, video. Oh, yeah. So two years ago... Um, my it was friend, our last show, my right? Friend Joe, uh, my friend Joe and I did that together. We edited together. Um, but that was our very last club gig before the... Quarantine. Was it really? It was done on February 28th of 2020 at a small venue in D.C. called DC9. And that was our Tiny Desk Contest submission. I was trying to come up with an idea. Yeah, okay. And like that day, I was like, what if I had the audience do it? And so that evening for our final song... Josh, you remember, like, I, I, I literally said to the crowd, guys, we're going to unplug and we're going to walk into the, into the audience and everyone surround us, take out your phones. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not very often where a band is asking people to take out their phones. No, Usually, no. we want them. It's like, dude, don't. Phones, yeah, like, be yeah. part of the emotional yeah. moment. Um, but it's like, take out your phones. Here's my email, Justin Trailer Gmail. Um, film it and then email me the footage. And yeah, I think we had. Being attacked by bugs. Yeah, um, there's there's bees out here because the henna tent at the end of getting henna. Apparently, I was talking to one of my teacher trainees, and they spray you with sugar water afterwards. Oh, I have no idea why henna needs idea. sugar water at the end, but like <laughs> late summer it's day, it's like they're looking to eat some henna. But but um, so we did that, and it actually turned out really really dude, well. Dude, it t- it turned out so well. NPR it was really even, impressive. Yeah, NPR even um like featured it in one of their blogs, which is really cool. Yeah, you guys have been featured everywhere. Did um, you see the video I did for this year's Tiny Desk Contest? I did not. Oh, God. Oh, the one where I... Oh, you have you eventually have to watch it. If you're yeah. listening, you, you, you have to watch it. Okay. Um, 
I my friend has a animal farm in Luckett's, Virginia, which is I know Luckett's. Um, just past Leesburg, mm-hmm. and she's got sheep, goats, ducks, chickens. And I feel like I'm missing something. But, Many critters. But um, her name is Dorothy. Her husband's name. Shouts is out to Dorothy. And um, they let me do a video um, with their sheep. Uh, oh no, I did see this. I you, did see this. Oh, you guys got to YouTube this. Don't spoil it. Like you guys got to see this. It yeah. is a awesome video. Like what would they search? Treywick sheep. sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I forgot Normally that. It sounds like a terrible search. No, I, I, for, I, I yeah, right. Yeah, don't search. Maybe search it, but definitely search it. I, I remember seeing that, and I, I showed it to my wife. I was like watching it in bed. I was like, baby, you got to see this. This is the guy that we we saw their band in Yoga Jam like two years ago. I remember that. Yeah, that was all. Go Google that. Search that, people. That one's. How was that for you? And the, uh, it, was it was just awesome. you, was like wasn't it? T- yeah, it was just me. It was a it was a one take thing. You did you know? a one take. Well, I mean, you can only feed sheep once. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's a little teaser, a little foreshadow for you guys. <laughs> sheep will be fed, and Justin Traw- Trawick is and involved was, in some way. I was very way. worried about my health of my guitar. Um, I would be too. I, sh- I, I did not think about bringing a stunt yeah. guitar. If I ever did that again, I probably would have brought a much cheaper guitar. He doesn't yeah. even want us to touch that guitar, and we're in the band. Yeah, I was reading, so, I, and I, I didn't notice this, but you, you intentionally use a smaller Martin. Uh, I, I used to. I don't have one Is that, anymore. That's just an old guitar, um, right? Now I have... Well, it's still a small guitar, but I, I used to play the one that was made famous by um, Ed Sheeran. It okay. was like the little... It was literally called a Little Martin. It's smaller than mm. small. And um, But now I have a Martin 0015 that I beat the hell out of. And it's... Um, it's still small, but not comically small. Yeah. I think when I was here two years ago, I was playing the comically small guitar. Yeah. I think. Probably. It's kind of a fun little thing. Like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, here's and a I guy. I actually locked out. Guitar. It actually sounded really, it was a very good sounding guitar. Yeah, it sounds amazing. But it, it made me look silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's on purpose, yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, I, the rest of your band plays tiny instruments, so. Yeah, you got, a, man, you got a mandolin. I got a mandolin. We got a, well, today we have a flute player. Sometimes we have a fiddle player. Did I see a picture of somebody doing something interesting? It almost looked like a like a washtub bass. You guys did a festival yes. recently, right? You did that was Mike something with his Apusa, so right? Yeah, App- Appaloosa. Appaloosa. Shouts out to Appaloosa. I don't um, know anything about that festival. Appalo- Appaloosa Festival is um, a festival that was created by the band Scythian, which is a very well-known Celtic rock band based in D.C. but okay. touring the country now, and. Um, I think that they've done their festival for about five or six years. It's in Appalachia, I reckon, right? It's in Front Royal, Virginia. Oh, I used to teach it. That's where I started teaching, was Front Royal. I used to live in Front Royal. And um, it's awesome. It's great. Uh, When we did it two years ago, we actually did it the day after we played here two years ago. Oh, cool. Um, And we went back. Wait, why are we talking about this? Because because there's a a, a curious bass that I just saw a picture of, but I didn't see video of somebody playing it. Mike, who's currently... Yogaing. Shouts out to Mike. Um, hey, good for him doing a little he yoga. He built a bucket base mm-hmm. um, with a headstock of an, a regular base, mm-hmm. but going into like a like a washtub bucket. Yeah, um, that's old school stuff. It's cool. Yeah. And I, I told him, like, it's like, Mike, you ought to sell those. He was like, Justin, you know how much work it took to make this one singular <laughs> bucket base? So, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've seen people do, the, like, the steel steel bass drum kind of, or bass, like, that sort of setup. Except, did he, but did he have a plastic one? Is that what the move was? No, no it's, it's like metal. a real there was aluminum. Involved. I don't know. Well, it's like a, like a almost like a trash can, like a yeah. metal trash can, maybe, yeah. or bucket. Hey, creativity. I, like I don't it. know. It's modular. He can, like, disassemble it. 
Yeah. And take it on the road with him. Yeah, yeah you're not gonna you're gonna find a case for that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were saying that. So before we started, you said that um, Josh, you've known him. You guys have known each other for a long. What's the setup? Like, oh, how do you guys know each other? Josh and I met on Craigslist. Okay. That's actually true. With were there sheep's and feedings involved? No, no sheep. Okay. Uh, I had another band in DC, um, sort of like a funky-ish blues band. We were looking for a lead singer. We put an ad out. What's your band called? Our band was called Ten Feet Tall. Yeah. Go we're ahead, not we're not a tall. thing anymore. Um, but we we played for a long time. But um, Justin answered the ad and he said, "I don't really want to be your lead singer, but we should do some shows together." Okay. So we well, did. Well, I did answer. I I did. I did. I initially emailed because I was interested. Then I think I think that there was a quick exchange of like, well, maybe this. Is yeah, just the music didn't yeah. quite match up. Right, right, right. And but yeah, but but we did start playing. Shows yeah, together. and he started inviting me to like, like sit in with him. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I got a show this weekend. You should come like play a song. And then it was like, hey, I got a show this weekend. You should come play a set. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, we have a show this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now it's yeah. our show now. And I was in the band. And I'm not even sure how that happened, but I was in the band. Yeah, there was never really a moment where we're like, you're signed here. You're in the no. band. It's just by, band by osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. Serendipity, man. Um, but that was Beautiful like things happen on Craigslist. Six? Yeah. Two, that's six-ish. Yeah. And, and um, Five or six? I would say... I um, the guy that's playing bass with us now his name is Mike and Mike has been avidly playing with us now for the last two years but before Mike um, there was a gentleman there is a gentleman named Gene and Gene probably will still play with us in the future but like I'm sure that you know um, plenty of people maybe even yourself like during the pandemic when we've all been quarantined at home people kind of like re kind of figured their life and yeah. what they want to do and mm-hmm. he lived in Front Royal mm-hmm. um, and um, didn't really want to make the drive to DC anymore um, as as much as you know he had been doing in the past you know he's really liking living in Front Royal so um, we met Mike but I think I think I knew Josh before I knew, or Gene before I knew you. By, yeah, by like a few months. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always curious about band chemistry because it's like, it's, so what I do is like a public school teacher and a yoga teacher, it's very much like I'm just a person on stage doing my thing, whether it's in a classroom or like the classes I taught today. And I couldn't imagine having to articulate like, and I'm not trying to like dig into like, <laughs> you know, like what it's like to work with other people, but I'm totally a solo guy. You know what I mean? I really prefer to kind of just be out in space doing things um so i mean so. justin's really easy to work with because he basically lets the rest of the band do whatever they want yeah cool and trust us to that it's going to sound all right it sounds great man i'm really looking forward to y'all's show man um so i don't think we talked about this in the podcast how did you guys end up at floyd yoga you guys don't do you so you said your bassist he's doing yoga you guys don't do do you do you yoga <laughs> when I was in, have you ever done yoga? I've never done yoga. I've ever, thought no. about it, but I've never actually taken the plunge. Before we started recording, Justin was like, "Is this a yoga podcast? Like, what do you talk about?" <laughs> and, and like, I almost, ne- I've never asked that question to any guest on my entire podcast. But we're at a yoga festival, so it just made sense. But well, I mean, your literally your Instagram handle was like Aaron Yoga. I know. Well, dude, the thing is, I don't know. I'm terrible at branding. <laughs> All right, you, you guys are better at it than me. In fact, I have your sticker on my cooler in my van. So. Um, but how did you guys end up at a yoga festival? Just like looking for places. I mean, I guess it's not necessarily even a yoga festival. It's yoga jam. So it's like the jam is part of it, right? There's a woman whose name is Erin Sun who don't stop what she's doing, but she's actually standing right behind you. And she's... <laughs> Nobody um, look. And uh, she has a company called Eat Yoga Drink. Okay. Um, and 
I think it's called a yoga train. And um, she recommended. She'll say it in the comments. She She'll recommended like, us from two years ago um, <laughs> playing here. Um, I will. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to. This is this is a time for honesty. This is openness. vulnerability. We're here. We're real. <laughs> I'm, I have. I feel perpetually terrible for what happened two years ago because two years ago I told you we played Appaloosa. She had gotten us into. Um, uh, Floyd Yoga Jam mm. um, and we were going to play and I was also going to um, do like the backing musician for one of her classes that you've seen mm -hmm. and after that a couple months later we got asked to do Appaloosa the very ne the next day after our performance which would have totally competed with playing her class mm -hmm. and I asked her if, for permission if we could if I could bow out of that so that mm -hmm. we could do this big festival that was a great opportunity but I've perpetually for like year two years going on now I've yeah. felt terrible <laughs> listen man if which it, is why we're currently whispering <laughs> if, yoga if yoga teaches anything it's to let go right you can't hold those things right uh, especially if you've had conversations you you know what I mean so yeah. I see I see the musk in your eyes right now <laughs> no that's, I feel awful I <laughs> Well, and I'm glad I want her to listen to this later. So, so the 2019 was y'all's first festival here. It was the first time here, and it, it was a banger, man. And we were supposed to be here the next year, but of course, no one was anywhere. Nobody was anywhere. Yeah, we were all in, in our home. What were you doing last year? I was traveling the country. My wife and I. She's a public school teacher as well. So yeah. you know how people like take vans and turn them you into could, tiny you can homes. Work from anywhere. I can work. For, I could. Well, no, actually, no, I couldn't have because we were doing like a hybrid kind of thing. Yeah. But during the summer, so like during the school year, I was I was just telling Josh uh, before we started, I was doing like sort of a hybrid thing where yeah. I had an iPad. I was teaching an iPad of like twenty some kids and then a classroom of seven kids right. because they were distance and you know smaller numbers. Um, this year, luckily, it's changed because you know people are getting vaccinated and you know what i mean so we'll see how long that lasts so did you retrofit like a conversion van yeah so i took a van i bought it looked like just a blank plumber's van and then Sweet. learned everything on youtube yeah. and it's like i got a queen bed i got a shower i got oh, a stove what? i mean it's like awesome tell, wait hold on tell us about your shower that's not, not obviously in <laughs> van the shower no it is yeah yeah so plumbing like, so picture so you're in the front seat of a, of a van the entire back is blank Okay. Behind okay. the driver's seat, I built uh, like two walls that are roughly this width apart, all the way up That's to the three ceiling. feet for those watching on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, I'm gesturing with my hands. Um, and so it's enough for me to fit a composting toilet in, which is not nearly as gross as you think it is. Like in your head, you're like, this is terrible. It's not. Um, and then it's a shower. And so like last summer, to your question, we... It's a seated kind of shower situation. No, you take the, you take the toilet out. And okay. Yeah, so it's got like hoses to like exhaust and a power wow. cord. You pop that out, take a shower, man. And so we did about ten thousand miles last summer. I feel like that was the only way your your wife was gonna. Okay it was a hundred percent the only way my wife was willing to do that. It was a hundred percent. I was like, because we'll do it if there's a shower. Because listen, I have all these like harebrained ideas. Like I'm super like right-brained and like grabbing it. Like I have a podcast for crying out loud. I'm an English teacher. Do you know what I mean? So I have all these like wild ideas that tend to work out and sh but she's like hey we need a toilet dude, dude the toilet was a thousand dollars for the toilet is it gold is it did it's you get not the toilet? it's it's designed for yachts it's like a thing that's designed for yachts and oh. so i mean that's what it is markup. so the last couple like for the last three or four years we've done super long road trips seen the country wow um did your house ever break down no uh, well she actually put her foot through the windshield this year 
She was watching. Have you guys seen How I Met Your Mother? Not enough. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because it's not that funny. She thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> and she was, we were in the middle of the high desert driving, and I'm listening to a podcast. We were talking about podcasts. I was yeah. listening to one. Um, and she giggled, and she she had her feet rested on the windshield, and she just giggled too hard, cracked the window, like the size of my laptop screen. And then we're, you know, 3,000 miles from home. I have no idea what to do. Called the insurance company. Here, I mean, we're talking insurance talk. Welcome to the Aaron Wayne podcast, insurance talk. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, that's not the first. Believe it or not, I have um, known someone to put a foot through my own car windshield before. Really? But it wasn't because they were laughing. It's because the polar opposite. They were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's normally the story, <laughs> right? Like, story. I'm going to break yeah. your windshield. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what we've been up to. Um, and you guys made... A killer song with back of the line i mean that was that that song i listened to it three times this morning oh really yeah well accidentally at first just to be honest <laughs> oh, <that's> not, not <laughs> what did you mean to listen to that's what i want who no, turned I, the repeat on <laughs> i meant to i meant to listen to that and then um you know i play music for my kids while they write in the classroom so my spotify is automatically set to do repeat it played it again i was actually and i, I got to the end of it i was like i actually want to run through that again the first time I got teary-eyed, that li- the line, and like it was quoted in something that was written up about you guys, um, the line, and I'm, you know it better than I do because you're probably going to sing it tonight, or maybe not. But maybe, yeah. Well, now the, we kind of have the, to. The line, like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose the people I love and the things that we had, and then the line, something to the effect of, like, I just want to touch another person or at least see their face. Right. And that was, like, for me as a public school teacher, I'm still teaching. Ki- I, lo- I will never stop teaching, right? I could what I, this podcast could be huge. My yoga business could be. It doesn't matter. Sure. I'm going to be teach for the rest of my life. It's what I love, and I've been looking at these kids behind masks for two years, and then when I heard that line, it was like super resonant for me, and I was like, ah. like <laughs> you know what I mean? I like had this experience of like, yeah. I appreciate what you're saying, man, and I think that. Um Obviously, for lyrics and songs in general, everything always means something different for people. And that's what I tell my kids, not to interrupt you, but like when I talk about writing, if writing, and I can't write a song. I've tried in college, but it's not... Some it's people not. say that I also can't write a song, so it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> <laughs> but writing in my... It, I teach writing, and, and I write, and one of the things that is a mark of good writing is that it's sufficiently ambiguous enough for an individual to sure. take their experience and sublimate it into that sure. lyric or what a great way to put it. poetry or story or whatever. I do have a bunch of songs that I... that it's clear that this is exactly what this is about and I have mm-hmm. I have tried over the a little bit more recent years to to write a little bit more openly sim- simple mm-hmm. so that it's a little bit more accessible for people in, in their own worlds and, and what's going on with their lives and mm-hmm. back of the line you know, for me was written about missing friends and family I'm an only child and my my parents are some of the only family members I have mm-hmm. and you know I I live in a world normally where I see my parents almost once a week and I talk to them almost every day and to not see, to, to be used to seeing somebody once a week to then only see four months later, mm-hmm. it's a long time, mm-hmm. you know, four months and f- for people listening, four months, but I mean like four months, I didn't see my parents for a year, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so that was, you know, when I wrote that, that, that was kind of what was going through my mind. I'm curious because, so Jack London, you guys know the writer Jack London, yeah. Call the Wild, Call the Wild yeah. Need to Build a Fire. So Jack London says, don't wait for inspiration to take place. Go searching for it with an axe. 
So, and punchline is, he's saying like, go find the inspiration. And so I'm just curious, like what the writing process is like as a musician or as a songwriter, like, is it, uh, wait till you have that intense experience and get into it? Or is it like a daily, like I'm writing something daily? Um, or weekly I, I don't know I'm just I'm not a musician bro I'm just trying to figure it out but to, to be any kind of creative person I think sometimes unfortunately creativity comes through some sort of experience and oftentimes the experience is a, is a sad experience you know yeah. um, I have a ton I joke about it a lot I have a ton of songs that are written about ex-girlfriends mm-hmm. because I think I'll throw a, a lot of my creativity has come through um, needing the ability to diary something because I had to get something out because I was mm-hmm. feeling so bad about something. I, truthfully, between the last time you saw me, I was here, we were here with a five-piece because I was here mm-hmm. with a, a woman that I had been dating for five years. Mm-hmm. I am no longer dating her as of about four, five months ago. Okay. And I, that, that's been a really tough time for me. But mm-hmm. with that said, like I've written songs since then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird thing as an artist sometimes, your happiest times is your driest creativity mm-hmm. yeah you you don't want to live in the constant state of sadness but mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes for some people unless you're just like a creative machine yeah some um, people which are, well, those yeah. people exist but for me like a lot of times the most creative stuff i've had has come through um moments where i needed to get something out you know mm-hmm. i don't know what do you think josh well no first i mean certainly knowing your music that is that is that is something that motivates a lot of your music but one of the things that i've been impressed by because I have tried to write songs and I've done kind of the same thing like when I have feelings I need to so- <laughs> write a song about feelings them. what do I do to them? <laughs> but but you've written songs that are not about even your own experiences that's true like you you put yourself into like someone else's shoes and write a song from their perspective mm-hmm. or well you said I'm thinking of like bright side I'm thinking of the new one of like this town the that's like that's not about back you of the or line anybody is you know? the same way back of the line is about other people mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of songs that are are like each verse this is a very kind of like hip-hop kind of thing where like each verse is about a different person mm-hmm. and then the chorus is about that altogether kind of um, theme yeah um, back of the, 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 the Brick, brick, brick by Brick is another mm-hmm. is one, and then I can't remember. There's another one. I was thinking of Bright Side. Oh, the, the Bright Side is, is another one. By the way, the Bright, bright Side is a, a banger, song that we man. played last two years ago here, and that song is actually modeled uh, uh, after Ed Asner sitting at a bar giving people advice uh, <laughs> at a bar. And I say that only because he just recently died, like as of like three mm-hmm. or four days ago. Yeah, I think. Um, but. I don't know, man. I mean, you do creative things. Like, don't yeah. you? Don't you get? Um, don't you get inspired in, in weird times? Yeah, actually. And I mean, that's what inspired you to do a podcast? Uh, I just talk. I just talk and talk and talk, and I yeah. can't stop talking. But there must have and been a moment where you're like, maybe there was there was a realization that the way that I understand my thoughts is by saying them out loud, and I find that oftentimes I don't actually know what it is that I'm thinking and feeling until I can articulate it verbally. Right. And so, you know, that was bleeding into my public school teaching, it was bleeding into my yoga teaching, um, and especially yoga, because there's so much, like the yoga, you know, we do yoga and we move the body and all this, but then there's so many philosophical precepts within that structure that create a, a situation where a teacher could be giving like things to ponder things to think about and I was noticing that I was in a situation where I was over explaining things 
in my yoga classes and I realized that I was doing that as a tool in order for me to further understand my own emotional state instead of actually giving my yoga students the things that they're looking for. Does that make sense? Sure. And so I created the podcast as a way for me to sort of communicate with people that are doing interesting things and then um i do once a week i also just do a solo podcast for like 30 or 40 minutes and it's just me just running you know what i mean yeah sure um so yeah i I think i think that the 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 darkness that we all contend with is all is inspirational but then the live stuff man and like we'll wrap here in a second because i want to make sure you guys have time to get ready for your show but the vibrant rush by the way okay cool right on cool the vibrancy that you guys bring on stage is just, it's insane. We were talking right before you started rolling tape. Josh was about to tell um, something. I was like, maybe we should we should wait to say this until, until we record. Last year, when we, two years ago when we played here, um, no one was under the tent when we started playing. Right. Right? Yeah. And there's not very often where we play like a festival where we're like, let's start with a cover because, you know, we're an original band. Like, oh, I know what you did. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah. Um, but I was like, maybe we should play something that people know and hope that they can hear it from wherever they happen to be. Yeah, because we were in the side tent. We were in the right? dance and, tent. Yeah, and yeah, people right. were out at the main stage grooving to, I don't know who it was, whoever awesome band was playing. And what did we, which song did we play? I, I think know, it was I, I Will Survive. Yeah. I think you go, at first I was red, yeah. I was petrified. That was exactly it. started streaming into Dude, the tent. Dude, that was exactly it. And I was going to get a beer, and, I, and you guys had started playing that. I think, to your point, I was, like, up here in front of the main thing, and then... I was getting a beer and then you started playing that song and it a hundred percent worked. It was like your trick. Perfect. Because it pulled me and my wife in and we ended up dancing for your whole set. And we stayed in that tent for the show after you, which was a guy named Jay brave, who was a hip hop artist, um, who I've connected with. He's just like a really cool, interesting guy. Speaking of hip hop, your music lyrically, even in the stuff that isn't overtly hip hop, the rhythm that you write your music in is hip hop. So like, I don't even have a question. I just like observe that and I notice that. So I don't know if you have thoughts on when it. When I was a kid, I listened to a lot of G-Love. I lo- yeah, I love G-Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why we have an upright bass player. I mean, now we have an upright bass player because we're more of an Americana band, yeah. string band, and that makes sense. But for years, we were just the Justin Trailer group before it was Justin Trailer and the Common Good. Yeah. And I had an upright bass player specifically because I grew up listening to G-Love. And he had an upright bass player. And I thought that that was a really cool sound, but also a really cool image. You know, you were talking about branding earlier. Like, mm-hmm. you know, music, when you're trying to sell yourself, you have to sell yourself at all angles. Music yeah. being one of them, but also being funny and talking on stage with yeah. the other one. And then also just visuals. And people want to see things that they don't see in normal life. And an upright bass is huge. And it's... And a flautist. And, you know, it's loud. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she's taking a nap in the van right now because she didn't sleep well last night. She's taking a little nap, and then we're going to come back out and, and cut it up with you guys. Yeah. What do you think about flutes being in bands? I feel like that's a divisive thing tonight. Well, I don't know who's who's got a problem with it because I love it. It, so- it sounds great, and um, I love the idea of using instruments in that are not typically associated with band, like just like, band, you know, bass, guitar, drummer, you know what I mean? Lead singer. Like, I just love the idea of people injecting different instruments into it, like a mandolin or a flute or a, a piano. Like, uh, uh, Back of the Line's got a piano through that. Um, 
Yeah, and it sounds great. And I, I just love that idea. I Honestly, if I can be frank with you guys, I don't know what the hell Americana means. But I know that I like the music you guys play. Americana is essentially like all-encompassing. It's a very kind of lame term because it's just like I can't figure out what we're going to call it. Yeah. Like, are you playing an acoustic guitar? Yeah. <laughs> it's Americana. When, pe- when people ask me what type of yoga I teach, I have no idea how to answer it. And it ends up being like a, a two-minute discussion at minimum to explain like how I teach. And I reckon it's probably almost the exact same thing as a band. Because you're not bluegrass. You're not rock. You're not pop. You're not... Like there's so many different things, you know what I mean? There was um, so a couple weeks ago when uh, when Bismarcky passed away, uh, Maxim Magazine collected a few like video tribute videos, and they included a video of us doing Just a Friend. Yeah. And they're like, this is an Americana version, and they put the Americana word for Americana quotations. Yeah. As if that was like a made-up term. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they said this is American version for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very much a uh, it was very much a backhanded compliment, but it was it, it, you could definitely file that under any press is good press, I guess. Cause yeah. It was Maxim magazine. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I've never imagined myself. I mean, it wasn't print; it was online. But seriously, like Maxim. Say that we've been featured in Maxim magazine. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Listen, fellas, as I look at my audio levels. I think uh, this this band, I think you guys are right. I should have taken your advice. You guys are the musicians, but I think uh, I think we're gonna have to wrap it, man. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm stoked for the show tonight. I'm gonna drop all this up at the van, stretch it out a little bit, and I'm gonna come out and uh, I don't know, maybe catch some video, tag some video onto this, yeah. and uh, put it on the podcast for you guys. What's uh? I mean, you can say it. I mean, it's a little low, but I'll definitely put links. Like, how do you got, want people to get in touch with you guys? Uh, my website is justintrawick.com, T-R-A-W-I-C-K. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both, both at Justin Trawick, and Facebook is um, facebook.com slash Justin Trawick Music. Yeah, and then the band stops, right? So we got the plug-in at least <laughs> before the band. And then they're back. Yeah. All right, look, fellas. Get a beer and start grooving. Yeah, let's grab a beer. Hey, th- hey, thanks for doing this, fellas. I appreciate it. So, all right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Wow, guys. As I was sitting down to edit and add an outro to this, I was like, what? That last couple minutes of audio is no good, but we're going to keep it. Um, and uh, if you made it through, here we are. Here's uh, everything you need is in the show notes, linked out, ready to go. But justintraywick.com, facebook.com slash justintraywickmusic. Um, Instagram links are put in the show notes. And the videos of Justin having goats fed while playing the guitar as well as a really, really well-edited video of them performing live, all recorded by audience members. Unique idea, impeccable execution. Check it out. And uh, hit them up. Let them know what's up. Let them know you found them here. And, um, yeah, rambling my way through the outro, but that's fine because it's a podcast and we got the time. All right, guys. I'll see you on the next one. Big thanks to Justin and Josh for coming through on this one. Peace out, guys.